You're listening to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday afternoon. And since it's Monday, you know it. Time to talk about our health and fitness. And I'm really delighted to be chatting once again with Nathan Solier, fitness coach. Nathan, it's great to speak with you today. How are you doing? I am well, I am well. How are you, Noreen? Yeah, very good, thank you. So uh, today we thought uh, we'd talk a little bit about uh, shoulder injury and how can we sort of safely exercise um, should we uh, hurt something in our shoulder. But before we we, we get to exercising safely, can I just ask, how do you know if you've torn something in your shoulder? Do you feel it immediately or is it sort of a a chronic pain? You gradually feel it? How do you know? Yeah, it's generally a sharp pain, and it depends on where it actually is. So, you know, obviously in the shoulder joint, the shoulder joint is a very, very unstable joint. So it can, it can, uh, it can supinate, pronate, it can rotate, it can abduct, it can circumduct, and all of these terms are probably not very clear for your, for your, for your, um, uh, for your listeners. But you can imagine if you took your arm out to the side, you can take your arm out to the front, you can take it out the back, you can turn your palm upwards and turn it downwards, you can move it across the body. So the shoulder joint is like a really, uh, it, it's a very mobile, so it's always a very difficult joint to rehabilitate, whether it's either it's a chronic injury or whether it's an acute injury. So it, you, um, to question of whether you know that you've torn something um, generally you'll feel pain sharp pain in the joint now we don't know until it's torn until you go and do either an MRI or maybe even an x-ray may be able to show some you know damage in there uh, but if you have sharp pain in your shoulder then generally you would want to be able to see um, your doctor or your physiotherapist so that way they can do some testing on just to see if it is actually torn it could be it could be not only torn or may not be torn but you can also um, accumulate what we call bone spurs as well which means that if the shoulder joint is not uh, gliding very evenly in the joint what actually happens is it starts to rub against the bone of the um, uh, the shoulder joint rather than getting too technical on it. But you know we call it the um, the chromium process. If the 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 actual the top of the humerus or the top of the shoulder starts in this little joint in the actual shoulder that's connected to the back of the the shoulder blade, it becomes calcified, and this this calcification creates what we call bone spurs and if these bone spurs keep growing then what happens is you'll start to get what we call a frozen shoulder so you've got to be very um you know if if you do have pain i always say go and go and see your doctor or your physio first to first just eliminate anything more sinister than just maybe a a, you know a a a, you know a, a torn rotator cuff and of course if it is a torn rotator cuff then we have to look at whether it's completely torn or partially torn if it's partially torn then we can rehabilitate it if it's completely torn you may actually have to get it sewn back on what's a frozen shoulder that sounds a painful and b stiff doesn't sound like the kind of shoulder you want well generally when you take your arm out to the side you won't be able to raise your arm maybe you know i've had clients with a frozen shoulder that have not been able to raise their hand any more than a 45 degree before they start to feel sharp pain now that's really limiting in terms of the movements 
it's a, yeah, and and it is and it is a lot more common than you think. You know, I I, I do find a lot of people with um, you know with poor posture where their shoulders are starting to round over, and their forward head posture, they tend to have a lot more restriction in their shoulder. So if you are um, you know if you do have some you know suspect about sharp pain in your shoulder, I always say go and see someone about it. And then that way they can at least eliminate anything more sinister than bone spurs because if it is bone spurs, then generally what they do is they shave off or they do an injection into the joint, which gives it a little bit of distance between the, um, uh, between the two bones or they'll just open the shoulder off and they'll shave off bits. They might even be broken bones often, but pieces of bone that may be floating around there that causes that sharp pain. But we need to eliminate that first, yeah. and then we go into looking at their, um, you know, their rotator cuff if it's torn or not torn. If it's fully torn, then then you know we have to get it sewn back on. But partially torn, we can rehab. But sh- frozen shoulder, it you know, uh, it, it's I can't really say it affects people that are older, like as in like in their fifties and sixties. Uh, but I do find a lot of older people do have this frozen shoulder because of their poor posture. The shoulders are starting to roll forward, and then, of course, when that's starting to roll forward, the bones start close, come closer together, and coupled with that calcification of the bone, then it causes you know, sharp pain because the bone on bone, it starts to rub against each other, and you can pinch a nerve in there. Wow, it sounds really painful. Okay, I've got two, question, two follow-up questions, if you like. Yeah. First of all, what is the rotator cuff that you were mentioning, and how does a rotator cuff tear? Maybe let's go for what's the rotator cuff first. Yeah, so the rotator cuff are these muscles that hold the shoulder joint into uh, into its socket. Now there is um, uh, there 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 is the infraspinatus, supraspinatus, teres minor, and um, uh, and and there are the three ones that you want to be able to. Um, uh, they're the ones that that hold the joint in. So, and also the teres major also has a player in that as well. But you can imagine the the ball and socket joint is this circle joint that goes into like a sort of like a, a, a glove in your shoulder, and each of them are spaced around the shoulder joint so that way when they are when they when they contract and relax the ball moves like a ball and socket joint. And so when it moves like a ball and socket joint and evenly and they're all strong and and they're all working, then the shoulder moves very, very easily in there. But what happens is is when um, uh, if if some of those muscles get tight in in this rotator cuff, then what actually happens is that that ball starts to hit against the, 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 the top of the glove if you can imagine, you know, like a, um, you know, a, 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 you know, a catcher's mitt. So it pushes into the glove and then, of course, it rubs. And that, that's what causes that pain. And like I said, over, if you keep doing that over and over and over, it starts to inflame. And then, of course, then it can also calcify as well. Yeah. Now, the, the way that most people hurt it is generally is they do like a throwing motion. So they'll throw a ball, for example. If you're throwing a ball... Or even um, another one is even catching a ball way above your head and then your arm going back. You can also tear it that way as well. So So, usually it's sudden movements or like a single event rather than sort of the the wear and tears of of daily life. 
But of course, yeah. if you mention like um, shoulders rolled forward and bad posture, they they sort of up your chances. But it's usually a single event that sort of makes it tear. Yeah. Well, you know, I I actually tore I I slightly tore my rotator cuff when I was a, when I was a, a young boy when I was playing um, baseball. And when I was, um, you know, when we started the season and because I hadn't thrown the ball for a long period of time, I started to throw this ball really, really hard. Now, at the time, I didn't really feel the pain, but the next day I had this excruciating pain in my shoulder and I had partially partially torn the rotator cuff. Now, generally, when you, um, you know, when you partially tear it or, 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 or fully tear it, it's generally one movement, so you'll probably do one thing. Either you will, um, it'll be either throwing a ball or bringing your arm back the other way. So you can imagine if you throw a ball and you actually, uh, the, the, the ball goes out of your hand and your hand turns down and your palm of your hand turns out the back, that's using your rotator cuff, that sort of rotation motion. And the, that's what rotator cuffs are for. It's not only to hold the joint in there, but it also creates this super, or, well, sorry, this pronation, which is the throwing of the ball from your hand from the top of your head down to the down to the bottom of your your hips. So generally, it's usually one motion, and you will feel it. Yeah, you'll feel it pretty much straight away. Yeah. Usually, what's the treatment if you um, injure your shoulder? I mean, is it something that rest can sort out or are you sort of required to have surgery um, or does it just depend on the severity of it? So if you've partially torn your rotator cuff, then you've got to rest it. And usually you you have to rest your shoulders anywhere between two and six weeks. But there are ways of being able to um, strengthen all the muscles that not just are in the shoulder, but around your body so you can work on the strength of your of your back muscles and you can work on the strength of your chest muscles you can also start working on the strength of um, the top of your shoulder as well without any rotation so but first and foremost you need to get you need to rest it because they really are quite small muscles and if they're not um, if they're not strengthened slowly then you do run the risk of tearing them um, so uh, to sort of answer your question, how do we, you know, how do we rehabilitate these these muscles? Well, first you've got to rest it. Second of all, you've got to start um, working through the, mo- the the range of motion that the shoulder can go through. And like I said, you know, you can you can turn your hand upwards, you can turn your hand downwards, you can take your hands up towards the bottom of the head. You can also bring it down, and you can also go forward, and you can also go back. So they're the rotates, they're the movements that you've got to get your shoulder through first without any weight. Once you've gone through all of those rotation and, um, uh, and, and forward and back and up and down movements and there is no pain, then you can actually start to strengthen it. It's, so, yeah, sorry, go on, Nathan. So, so, when you, when you're gonna, so, so when you've gone through that mobility first, that's, that's your first part because if you don't go through that mobility then one we run, we run the risk of is, is if you don't go through the mobility issue, actually tearing it again because what actually happens is that shoulder just won't move as much as it should go through. So you need to be able to get it through that range of motion first and then you're going to start strengthening it. Yeah. And how are you going to strengthen it? Okay, you're going to ask a question? Yeah, <laughs> how are you going to strengthen yeah, it? Go it. <laughs> I was going to ask what's recovery like, but it makes more sense to how to strengthen it. Yeah, go on. How, how should yeah, we well, strengthen it? <laughs> 
Well, it, generally, it, you know, the shoulders the shoulders can be, you know, a, a, a long time. You know, I, I've seen people having, you know, a shoulder injury anywhere between six weeks and six months, um, depending on how That's severe so the, the, the shoulder injury is. Um, but the thing is, is like, um, generally what we need to do is, is get it through mobility first. We need to be able to, and it's very similar to what we do with the chronic stuff, but we will be able to do some stretching, but we don't want to do too much stretching because we don't want to overstretch that joint. We just want to be able to get it through the mobility of the joint that it's required for. Once we've got it through the mobility, then we can start going to the strengthening exercises. And we generally target our big muscle groups first, and then we all then we start to target the small muscle groups. So we the, the first one we want to do is stretch, strengthen your back, strengthen your chest, strengthen your shoulders. Now, the, there's a caveat when you go to strengthen your shoulders as well is because w- generally with people who have shoulder problems, generally pushing their hands above their head, they'll feel pain because there's an impingement through that, you know, the, 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 the joint, which, you know, what I said before, it's a chromium process. It generally pinches. So what we do is we just gently take our hands out to the side and just to the height of the shoulder, we won't put any impingement on that. And then you just slowly load that up. And... You know, whatever load that you can handle, that you can build anywhere between, if you can do anywhere between 12 and 15 repetitions, generally is the is the sort of caveat to be able to build muscle on those muscles. So build your chest, build your back, build your shoulders. Once you've gone through that, then you can start actually going through um, strengthening your rotator cuff. Now, as I said, the, the rotator cuff turns your hand up and turns your hand down. If you took your hand out to the side and you face your hand upwards and then you turned your hand downwards and then you turn your hand back upwards, you're using all your rotator cuffs to be able to either turn the hand up or turn the hand down. Now, once you've gone through that, now what you need to do is you need to do an exercise. Now, I don't know if I can uh, sort of give this any um, credence doing this on radio, but can you imagine if you had like um, you were lying on your cell and you had a small dumbbell or you had a small resistance band and what you did is you tuck your elbow into the side, you brought your hand across your body so it was touching the other side of your, um, of your body and then all you do is you gently lift your hand away from your body, keeping the elbow tucked into the side as your shoulders rotate, start to open up. Can you imagine that? So it's sort of like an opening of a, you know, if you were going to be opening of a, um, uh, you can't even say if you were opening a door, but you imagine your hand being that door and you're opening up so that way the palm of your hand ends up to be the same side of where your elbow is. Okay, And then that will start to strengthen your, what we call the infraspinatus. Now, what we need to then, we need to strengthen is going inward. So you will actually get the cable or the, or the bar dumbbell or the barbell and you'd lie on the other side and then you would bring the, body, the, the hand across the body. You can even use a rubber band. You know, if you stood up, you locked your elbow into the side, you grabbed hold of that rubber band, you turned your hand out away from the body and then you would also do the other way so you strengthen the, the, the rotator cuff on the inwards. Once you've got those strengthened, as in that doesn't feel any pain going in and out, then you can start adding weight to that. Now, because they're really small muscles, you can only do it very, very lightly. Just be wary because if you've torn it, generally you've got to be very, very careful of being able to strengthen it. So you've got to just put on the small amount of tension. But generally, 
you know, doing that exercise anywhere between four and six weeks, once you've done those inwards and outward rotators, then you can actually start lifting the elbow out to the side. So the elbow is in line with the shoulder. Just imagine standing up and you bring your elbow out to the side. And then the same deal again. You're going to lift your hand up towards the sky, which will strengthen the, the, the rotator cuff on the back. Let's just, just keep it simple. It's like the, the rotator cuffs on the back side. And then, of course, you're going to put the rubber band the other side, and then you'll turn your hand back down. So you're keeping your elbow nice and high. Okay. And you mentioned just now weights should be introduced slowly and not a lot of weights, but it's important that you do introduce it so that it strengthens the muscles and you're building more muscles. Correct. Correct. So like I said, anywhere between 12 and 15 repetitions is good because that's when you build hypertrophy. But then, of course, you've got to go through to the power and strength, which is anywhere between, you know, four and six reps or even, you know, two or three reps. But you can do that very easily by using a, um, you know, a weighted ball like a waist ball and then just throwing that ball and then that will get you through the power part. Um, but you need to keep increasing the weight because, of course, that's what the shoulder has to do when you mm-hmm. throw a ball or when you catch a ball. You've got to take that resistance. You've got to be able to build that up to that. Yeah. Is it sort of forever strained, Nathan? I mean, once you hurt your shoulder, once you tear or partially tear it, will it sort of be more prone to future injuries? Or if you, once you're healed, you're, you're good to go again? Yeah, that's a great question. If you've torn it before, then you, it's always going to be a weaker joint. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always going to be, a, a, you know, a point of weakness. That doesn't mean you cannot get back to where you were before But you've just got to remember that, you know, if you are older, you know, you're not going to repair as easily as if you are younger. And I mean younger as in people that are younger than 25, because generally we peak around 25 to 40 when we stop, you know, we we start regenerating and growing. So um, after the age of 25 to 40, then you've got to remember that that may not be as strong as before. But there's no reason why you cannot get back to... Um, where you were before if you do the right things progressively through it because if you do it too early then you run the risk of tearing it again um, but if you do it right and you do it gradually and then you 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 work through like I said through the first of all the big muscle groups and then you work through the smaller muscle groups and 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 that mobility then there's no reason why you can't get back to where you were and you will find the part of the reason maybe why you tore the rotator cuff in the first place is because there were muscles on your body that were probably not doing as much as they should be doing. So your rotator cuff was trying to do more work to be able to generate more force. So if you worked on those other muscles that were um, assisting the rotator cuff in whatever movement you were doing, say, for example, you're doing the throw, then, yeah, then you'll actually start to be using the muscles in the right sequence to be able to perform what you were doing before just like in the past. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, Nathan, thank you so much for answering all these questions. Remind our listeners once again, I know you've got a great YouTube channel that has a lot of great videos. Um, How can we follow you on social media? Absolutely. Well, there's actually a a couple of shoulder rehab um, uh, videos on there. And if you go to Elite Personal Training Hong Kong, you'll get those videos. And that's just free content for you right there. Or you can reach out to me on Instagram, which is Elite PT Studio. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time today, and I look forward to catching up with you next week. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Bye for now. Bye.